0: But giving an offering is about how you give. And that's where the ouch factor comes in. For when you apply the ouch factor, you find that God is not trying to take anything away from you. But he's, instead, He's trying
1: to help you to get a place of spiritual maturity where you can receive more from Him. Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On The Bright Side with Bobby. have many you heard the, whole, the old saying, money talks? Okay, well, if your
0: money talked, what would it say to you? <laughs> okay, this is my bit. Okay. Okay, well, I know if my money could talk to me, it would be saying goodbye, (laughs) because I know that's what I'm always saying to it. But I want to talk about giving this morning, and I want to introduce you to something called the ouch factor, which simply is a way to remember the important things regarding how we should give. You see, I think we already know that tithing is important. In fact, tithing is an act of obedience. And the Word tells us that to obey is better than sacrifice. So before we talk about giving, it's important to acknowledge that God's not impressed with giving unless it's in conjunction with our obedience. So knowing this, tithing is about what you give, the 10%. But giving an offering is about how you give. And that's where the ouch factor comes in. For when you apply the ouch factor, you find that God is not trying to take anything away from you. But instead, He's trying to help you to get a place of spiritual maturity where you can receive more from Him. And here's how the ouch factor works. It works when you give often. In fact, if at all possible, in the church, you should try to give something at every opportunity. Now, this may be unheard of, but my brother challenged me a few years ago to do what he does, and that is to never let an offering go by without participating. And I discovered that even if my offering is small, it's an expression of my gratitude, and I'm truly blessed every time I do it. You see, giving often exercises and builds our generosity muscles. And it just makes giving easy for us going forward. The second part of the ouch factor is to always give unto Him. That means that your offering doesn't have to be contingent upon anything else. Sure, it's great to know that your offering is going to missions or something that's really needed. But once you give, you don't have to worry about the one you gave it to or where the money is going You simply have to give it to God and then pray for the work. The next ouch factor is to celebrate when you give. The Word says to rejoice in all the good the Lord has given you. The simple fact that you're in a position to give anything is something to praise the Lord about. To give an offering is by Webster's definition to present something as an act of worship or devotion. So what better reason is there to to celebrate? Then an event where God is praised and honored. And finally, what makes the ice factor work is when you give till it hurts. Now, you have to understand that I'm talking about a healthy kind of hurt. It's the kind, like how you feel right after you strain to push up that last weight when you're working out. It might have been hard, but you're glad you did it. You see, worthwhile giving requires some sacrifice. And that's the only way that you know that you're putting others in front of your own desires. There's a saying that when it comes to giving until it hurts, most people have a very low threshold of pain. Now, so I'm not suggesting that every gift or offering has to hurt or be a great sacrifice. But when you take into account your collective giving and you don't know that there were things that you gave up or that you would have enjoyed were it not for your giving then you aren't in a place where you can experience everything that God wants you to. You know, when you leave a restaurant and you stop and pick up a few of those mints in the bowl there at the, at the front door, and then you hand one to the person you're with on the way out, and they say, Thanks, you know, you really didn't do all that much. I mean, it was free, and you just got it a second ago. So it really wasn't that much of a gift. So giving, it needs to hurt a little in order for us to grow. If we want to grow in the Lord through our giving, we give often. We give unto God, and we celebrate every time we give. And we give till it hurts. And that's when we let the ouch factor help us grow into more generous people because it's there where something good always happens in jesus name
1: up next no matter where you are and no matter how you feel you need to know that jesus is with you he'll never leave you jesus is always with you on the bright side we'll be right back And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith.
0: How many know that God is good this morning? You know, the older I get, the more I know about what goes on out there in the world, the more I look forward to coming to church on Sunday. Does anybody else feel like I do? I mean, I know that God is out there too. But for me, it's easier to feel His presence in here. And I think that that's one of the r- main reasons that we love to come to church. is because it's easy to feel God's presence. It's a very natural thing to worship and praise God together. But I want to encourage some of you today who are struggling to feel like God is with you out there. You know, out there, it's a jungle. Out there, it's a rat race. Out there, there's a lot of noise. And we know that God is with us out there. But sometimes, if we're honest, it doesn't feel like it. And we go through things out there that doesn't seem to have anything to do with advancing the purpose of our life through Jesus Christ. So I know that there are many of you who are going through stuff right now. And I really want to encourage you by reminding you that God is there. And that our commitment to Christ is based on our faith not on our feelings we love it when we feel God's presence but it's important to understand that God is with us whether we feel his presence or not we're assured of this promise a number of times in Matthew the Lord said be sure of this I am with you always even to the end of the age you see he's there even when we don't think so. Some of you may remember the story about the only survivor of a shipwreck. He washed up on some deserted island. And he was thankful to be alive. And he prayed to God each day that he would be rescued. But the days turned into weeks and then months. Eventually, he managed to build a small wooden hut to protect him from the elements And one day, while he was out looking for food, lightning struck his hut, and he returned to find it bursting into flames. He was distraught. Everything was lost. He had given up hope. But when morning came, he was awakened by the sound of an approaching ship. Finally, he was rescued. He asked the captain, how did you find me? And the captain said, we saw a lot of smoke yesterday. And we followed it straight to this island. You see, it doesn't matter how we feel. He's there. It doesn't matter what we're going through. He's there. Your situation may seem to go from bad to worse. But our Heavenly Father is still right there. He's watching over us. His son Jesus is right there walking beside us. He's reachable. He's approachable. He's able to confide in and lead us through our situation. And on our other side is His Holy Spirit able to penetrate and activate His will and purpose in our life. So listen, it's our faith, not our feelings, that we have to trust. Let me say it again it's our faith. It's not our feelings that we trust. Our faith is based on and built on truth. Our faith isn't blind. Because we have experienced His presence. We've seen the truth of His word carried out in our lives and in others. And our faith gets stronger as we witness these facts. We've seen miracles. We've seen supernatural intervention in impossible situations. Our faith isn't raw, baseless faith. It's real. Our faith is real. It's like knowing the heat is, heat is on in here because it's warm. He's there. Whether you're feeling it or not, and let me tell you that when you submit your life to Christ and live by faith, you have the assurances that the Apostle Paul is talking about. When he said, Who shall, shepherd, who shall separate us? From the love of Christ. Shall trouble? Our hardship, our persecution, our famine, our nakedness, our danger, our sword? He goes on to say, No. In all these things, we are what? We are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. It's our faith. That sees us through our trials. Because when we're going through it, sometimes that's all we have. We don't understand why we're going through it or how we're going to get through it, but because of our faith, we can know we will come through it. You know, our our survivor on that desert island. He thought that when his hut burned down, that it couldn't get any worse. But he was rescued because of his tragedy. So today I want you to remember that no matter what you're going through, he's there. He's there for you. You may find him here, but by faith, no matter where you are or whether or not you feel his presence, you know he's always there. Jesus is always
1: there. Many books have been written which try to discredit the Bible and question God's existence. Up next, hear about life's greatest revelation of truth which connects with your heart and your mind. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had. He had. But I handed him my Nevo Tools 2nd Generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nevo Tools 2nd Generation Slide King flashlight, an amazing high power 500 lumen flashlight, chips on board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. I've just got to know. What's all the commotion about
0: this book entitled The Da Vinci Code? How many have heard about this book? I thought so. Well, if you remember your history, Da Vinci is Leonardo Da Vinci, the famous Renaissance artist Known mostly for this painting, the Mona Lisa. And by all accounts, the most famous painting in the world. Now, it was only last year that I had the opportunity to visit the famous Louvre Museum in Paris where this painting is kept. And I stood in front of it to see what all the fuss was about. And I'll tell you what I was thinking. I was thinking that this is not the most attractive woman I've ever seen. (laughs) And I also was standing there thinking, is her name Mona, or is it Lisa? And then, apparently, for centuries, scholars have speculated about what uh, Miss Lisa here is smiling about. And to me, it was obvious. She was smiling because she couldn't believe she got Leonardo da Vinci to paint her picture. (laughs) But mostly, what I was thinking was that it was lunchtime and I was hungry and I was wishing we could leave. So while I like to think that I'm capable of appreciating art, I I, I just wasn't moved by Da Vinci's masterpiece. And I can tell you, I'm no more impressed by all the carrying on over this book, The Da Vinci Code, even though I'll admit that it's somewhat of a phenomena. I understand that an incredible 40 million books have been sold so far worldwide. And it actually came out about three years ago, which is when I read it. It was before anybody was talking about it. Uh, And basically what it is, is a novel with fictional characters that build its story around some historical documents that take issue with the accuracy of the Bible. So, of course, the Christian community is in an uproar over this, and especially now that the movie uh, The Da Vinci Code is coming out in a few weeks. But what's interesting is now, because the book was so successful, there are dozens of new books on the market with new interpretations of biblical history. And some of them are already on the bestsellers list. Like the Jesus Papers. Now, this book claims that the crucifixion of Christ was a hoax pulled off by Pilate to get the people off his back. And therefore explaining why the tomb was empty. And there's others. There's the lost gospel of Judas. And there's the secret supper. And it's all very interesting, I guess. Except I think it's important to know What all this is not about, and I'm pretty sure that it's not about the search for truth. It's actually mostly about money. It's about selling books, and it's about selling tickets, and it's about publishers and media moguls wanting to tap into the tidal wave of global interest in the life of Christ that Mel Gibson revealed with the success of his movie a few years ago, The Passion of the Christ. So in the coming weeks, there's a good chance you'll be confronted with conversation about what is factual and what is accurate. And I'm not smart enough to tell you how to respond. But I can tell you this, there's nothing new and groundbreaking in all this information out there. And for every historical document and every theory that questions the Scriptures... There's just as many or more that support the authenticity of the Bible as we know it. And you know, it's the same today as it's been for centuries. That man wants to prove the existence of God to their intellectual satisfaction. And in doing that, sadly, life's greatest revelation is missed. And that is through His Word. God connects with our heart, not just our mind. So to me, it all comes down to this. You can read all the books you want. But this book, this bestseller of all time, is not like any any other book. Because in this book, is not just the greatest story ever told. It's the greatest true story ever told. And that's why we celebrate today. Because our faith doesn't come from adding up all this information. We have faith because Christ lives today. And through his amazing grace, he lives in us. And it transcends all of man's attempts to explain it. So what I want to tell you is we don't need a secret code from Da Vinci or anyone. Because it's no secret. Christ lives. Because He does.
1: There's hope. There's hope for you. And there's hope for me.